Hello and welcome. I'm your host, Victoria Benyon, and the founder of the Victoria Benyon Podcast Booking Agency. And you're listening to The Best Guest, the podcast for business owners, creatives, and entrepreneurs who want to harness the power of podcasts to grow their platforms and increase their visibility. We're here to support you on your journey, bringing you actionable tips with each episode. Now, let's begin. It gives me great pleasure to welcome Nicholas Ryan to episode 90 of the podcast. Now, Nick, you're a personal and professional relationship coach who supports individuals to build strong, healthy and sustainable relationships. Can you talk about who you help and how? Yes. So uh, first of all, thank you for having me, Victoria. So I'm a relationship coach and uh, I focus on making conflicts pain free. Okay. Okay. So I help people with like saving money, time and energy by teaching them how to build trusting and mutually supportive relationships that make any conflict easy and effortless to solve. Excellent. So can you tell us a little bit about your journey to becoming a relationship coach? Yeah, sure. So really it starts with when I grew up, where I grew up. So I don't know if you know anything about farming. Not a lot, no. Not a lot. So (laughs) I come from a family of farmers and wine producers. It sounds idyllic, but it has a particular kind of, it has specificity, which is people, people of, you know, that work with the land, usually on this time of domain, they're not the best communicators. And the, the, the best at, you know, communicating their feelings and, 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 all, and having like the self-awareness and all those things. So I grew up in this type of environment. And when my mother passed away, when I was 12, I found myself with my dad and my brother, which are really typically the type of people that I was talking about. And my mother was more of a sensitive, emotional type of person, right? So when I ended up with, with my, my father and my brother, I, my brother and and my father were very much into friction and, and fights and, and conflictual relationship, right? I didn't like it. So I went basically the other way, which was conflict avoidance, right? So I just decided I'm not going to say anything. I'm going to let them, you know, step over my, my, my values and they can make all fun of me and, and then it's going to be fine. I just don't want to be in that fight. I just don't want to be in conflict, right? Because that's painful. And then obviously that lasted only for a few years, about 10 years, but to a point where really it was just not bearable to me and I went into depression. And I realized that actually I was, I, I got my values and, and stepped on so much that I forgot myself completely to a point where I was just not happy anymore. And I was anxious and, and, and yeah, I was not fulfilled. And really that was a very stressful situation for me. So I was like, okay, right. There is a difference. There's a middle ground probably in between conflict avoidance and being in a fight constantly. Right? So the, through the next 10 years, that's what I worked on. I, I try to understand what do I need to do 
to actually be in relationship where when we have a disagreement or debate, a conversation, it stays at that level. It's minimally emotional and it doesn't go into conflicts. And so it's not painful. And that's about when I started changing my career as a software engineer and I went into change management. And there really, so I don't know if you know anything about change management, but when you go through change, especially in an organization, that's usually where there's a high probability for conflicts, right? right. And, and so I had to learn even more about this, right? And so I learned a lot about the different things that I've put in place to actually build this type of relationship, right? And then I found through the years, I found two things. One, the way to build those type of relationships. And two, I learned about coaching. And coaching is what we use in change management because it's the most sustained way, sustainable way to implement change and change that will last. Right? Right. So that's that was my journey. And then after that, obviously, I, I decided to specialize more and more into coaching and what type of people can I help? Well, people that are either conflict avoidance, you know, they, they just feel disrespected, unhappy, and they don't want to, they're just scared and they don't want to be in those conflicts. And so just, they just avoid them and they're completely unfulfilled. Or people that are in fight constantly and they feel, you know, painful, it's painful, they're not supported. And they, they just struggle to communicate and those type, those type of, of people as well. So from both ends of the spectrum, obviously not always at, at the end, but in that spectrum, right? That's the type of people that I help. Wow. So when you were working in change management, is that kind of redundancies, restructure? Is that what's going on in an organization? Yeah, so in, in organizations, so the, the type of organizations that I, were, I was working with at the time were digital transformation in particular. But now, because I'm also working with organizations today and they are all type of organizations that are going through change and the, the situation can be restructured, merge and acquisition, digital transformation, culture change and all type of, of changes, right? Okay. So what, what's your role when you go in? How do you work with people? Yeah, so I work as a consultant in those type of project. And basically the way I like to operate is they tell me where they want to go, the state that they want to go, and they tell me the state that they are in, right? And what I, what I do is I look at the relationships. I look at the different changes of roles and understand, okay, this is the points, the possible points of friction, right? And this is why I talk to a lot of people. I understand what their relationships are and I understand, okay, this relationship is healthy. I think if there is a conflict, it should be fine. This one is a little bit more tricky. So we shall see, you know, that's maybe something to do here. And, and from that, what I offer is training. I also do also do offer talks, which is more like to bring awareness to everyone in the organization, then training and then coaching for like more individual type of people, people that are into personal development. They know that they have a tendency to 
avoid conflict or to fight and to react emotionally to 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 conflicts for example and they wanted to to do some work on themselves then i will i will help them there right i see okay so do you have one-to-one sessions with people within an organization and then is that how you uncover the difficulties with the relationships so when i you mean when i do consulting yeah yeah so usually just to see the state of Mm -hmm where they want to go compared to where they are that's going to help me and then i'm going to have conversation with those people and understand what type of relationship they're having right just a simple conversation can already help enough highlight that sometimes it requires a bit more but usually you know what i do is highlight risks right and the risks is from zero to ten right then after that, it's up to the organizations to do something about it. Right, I see. Okay. So you also support organizations with how they can communicate to engage teams. Is that correct? Yes. Yeah, so I work with, in those type of organizations, when there is an issue with engagement, for example. So like a, a team, they feel a team is disengaged with, with, you know, the work that they have to do. What I work on specifically is the relationship between the leader and the team or the team interpersonal relationships in, in the team, between the team members. And this is exactly the same type of work that I do is basically identifying, okay, what are the point of friction? I call them, right? Because it's, you know, if you allow me to use an analogy, it's like an engine, right? It's like an engine and all like an engine, it has parts that move and they move sometimes together, sometimes not. But what you need is oil in that engine. Make sure that, you know, all the parts are well, well oiled so that there's no no friction right so that oil is basically you know the quality of a relationship that's really good so if somebody has got a difficult situation are there ways that they can move through it calmly and with less stress so there are ways absolutely I do work with people that already are in conflict and difficult situations. I help people with difficult conversations. What I work a lot, though, is preparing the relationship so that the difficult conversation is is easier to solve, right? But let's talk about when, you know, they haven't done the preparation. And so you're, you're in a difficult, you have to have a difficult conversation and you can learn absolutely you have a few a few kind of aspects that you can look at and i use for all my coaching and training and and consulting i use a model that i've built myself on which i rest to you know to help those people with those those type of situation and then in this model there is how do you prepare difficult conversation right and they are, you know, that that's the third part of the model that is more about behaviors and specific situation. How do you handle specific situations, right? right? But there are two other parts that are all about self. So self-awareness, self-management. So being aware of your emotions, your, your needs, your values, 
And also when you're, you have emotions and you're aware of them, how do you manage them? How do you make sure they don't control you? And that's very useful into a type of conversation, right? Because you don't want to be controlled by emotions when you have a difficult conversation. That's, that's a one-on-one. And the second part is the mindset. How do you approach the relationship? And in there, you've got transparency, you've got curiosity, vulnerability, and assertiveness, for example. And all that for difficult conversation, again, are, are very important. When people come to you for help with this, are they usually self-aware or do you get scenarios where they feel like they're having trouble in a relationship, but it's the other person's fault? Yes. Yeah, so there are different levels of awareness, obviously. Mm-hmm. People are not always aware that, you know, they have struggle with self-awareness. They don't understand their emotions or anything like that. Sometimes they come and they say, you know, I, I want to get better. I want to feel at ease in my relationship with my partner or my colleague. I want to feel more relaxed. Right. Oh, I'm, I'm, you know, anxious and, you know, I feel like I'm going to work and I know I'm going to see this person and I'm, I'm like, that stresses me out because I've got a bad relationship with that person and I want to have a better relationship. Right. Yeah. Or that can be exactly the same with a partner. You go back home and you go back home with, you know, a knot in your belly because you're like, oh, I'm going to, I'm going to have to handle that somehow. So people come with that more most of the time right and some people do you know they're like okay i'm there i've got some awareness i know that you know i need some transparency more transparency i just don't know how to to do that right what all those people have in common though they know it comes from them okay right and i'm gonna answer your question around the other person in, in a relationship, you've got two people and the quality of a relationship will depend on the two people. When I work with people, I always say, I can, I can help you improve you. I can't help you improve the other person. Right. But if you behave, you know, according to your values and according to all the habits that we're building together, you will inspire the other person to get better, right? Like it will that. take time, but as a, you have awareness that you're not feeling well, maybe the other person doesn't have that awareness. They're not in the same place, right? So you can't force people. And as Paolo Coelho said, you change the world not by your opinion, but by your actions. Yeah, right? for sure. That's, that's exactly how you improve a relationship, by your actions. Absolutely. So if you're, if you're aware that you're having difficulty relating to others, is it possible to relearn how you do this? Yes, it is possible. It takes time. It, you have to, you have to unlearn because we have been educated, you know, in, in, you know, in a society where you shouldn't show your feelings because it's weakness. It's a weakness you you know you shouldn't show all your cards that's something i hear a lot don't show all your cards people will use you so we learn a lot of those things and so you have to unlearn and say actually if you want to build trust 
if you want to build, you know, support in a relationship, you have to be vulnerable and you have to do it first. Right. So you can learn, you can relearn, but it will take you unlearning and will take time. But that I, I've never seen anyone not being able to learn. That's good. If someone's thinking about hiring a coach to help their team build stronger relationships, what's the return on investment of that? Yes, there are a lot of benefits, right? You gain a lot of engagement, productivity, efficiency in your team. It's the, the oil part, right? Your engine is more powerful and, and more efficient. That's the first thing. And also it has big benefit in terms of leadership so you will get more a better purpose and a better vision for the people and you will have more creativity as well because your people will be less stressed more relaxed than because we all know that stress and pressure is goes against creativity and if you remove the stress and the pressure you you will always have pressure but if it's not against you know the stress coming from a relationship to use an energy here you have a circle and simon sinek if i can quote him has a, a model of the circle of safety don't know if you've heard of it i have but basically it says that you have a circle of safety that is your team if all the effort of the team is pointed outwards it's going to be you know a lot a lot less stressful than if it points inwards and has to deal with the pressure from outside as well right so if you solve the, the, the relationship and you improve the relationship inside all the objective goes outwards against the outside pressure which makes it even you know easier to to be productive and efficient and creative. Absolutely. That's been really insightful. Thank you so much. Where can listeners go to connect with you? Yes, yeah, so I've got a website. They can find my contact detail on my website, so it's nikosrian.com and if they want to actually know a bit more about the model that I've built and I just to it's it's free you know anyone can download it they in downloading it there will be part of my mailing list so they will receive my news as well they can head to so on my website where the URL is 10habits-download they can download the guide and have a look and see if that's something that resonates with them fantastic thank you and I'll put a link to that in the show notes as well so it will yep. be easy to find all right. Thank you so much. Thank you very much, Victoria. Thank you so much for listening to the Best Guest Podcast today. I'll talk to you again in the next episode. <laughs>